Hunter Hines scanned the endless shadows of the abandoned mill. A narrow gangway caked in purple mushrooms connected to an adjoining building on the second level. Could it be a way out? It threatened to bloom in the same alien fungus. To Hunter, the puffs lining the gangway looked like wet peaches that breathed. He didn't think it was any safer in that direction. The timber construct of the mill was moist and thriving in damp mold. He needed something dry to start a fire. A string of bruised mushrooms grew out of the grated floor and appeared to glow red in the dark. Every time Hunter left the farm, his grandpa was quick to remind him to take his survival bag. This time he was glad he listened. He pulled out his lighter and rolled the top, striking a flame. The wet mushrooms quivered, and the boy could have sworn they hissed. Had Hunter known the hissing came from below, he would have never produced such a light in this dark place. Then and there, an ear-bleeding buzz erupted. Hunter dropped the lighter and clamped his hands over his ears and cowered, unable to think or move. Sam was next to him, trembling. Her dark eyes swept about the gloom as if whatever made the noise was near. After a few fast breaths, the energetic sound stopped as did the small quake it produced. Oh, my God, Hunter thought, peering over the broken ledge. He positioned his rifle as if it were an assault rifle, scanning the first floor below. Whatever had made that squeal must have been gigantic. It came from below, he suggested to Sam. Sam stayed tight to his back, giving Hunter butterflies. He bent over and snatched up the lighter as his boots clapped against the damp surface with each step. Hunter wanted to show his grandfather he could pull his own weight. He felt bad for all the rude comments he made, but then again, he was only a teenager living in this nasty world. The mushrooms are a part of the infection, don't you think? He heard Sam ask. I don't know, he whispered back to her. One of the nearby pillars on the second-level balcony was tangled in a devilish vine that produced a nasty-looking flower with teeth. The thing seemed to glow in the dark. Hunter wanted to test the theory despite his gut feeling. His lighter struck a flame and graced the center of the flower. The bud recoiled and shut its mouth. It hissed as if it were in pain. Hunter's scrunched face told of a deep fear. He killed the glimmer of light fast and waited for the screeching to subside. Broken steps staggered below and dared him to strike a light again. The infected were searching for a way up. As Hunter's courage built back up, a quaking buzz stole his breath. It was louder than before, and high in the vaulted ceiling a small amount of dirt rained down upon his head. All he could think about was taking a shower. The short distance to the stairs leading back to the first floor left his skin prickled in bumps. Below he heard the shuffle of evil steps echoing across the shrill landscape in haste. Carefully he took aim. A gang of them down there. He mouthed back to Sam. His eagle eyes could make out a dozen shapes. By the way things moved, he could tell they saw the flicker of light earlier. Sam remained silent and pointed. One of the infected freaks looked like something he had never seen. Most of the infected corpses were regular human carcasses rotted in ambiguous fungus. Yet this one was different. Its flowered head had switched places with its right shoulder. Its leather flesh was bloated ten times its normal size and its hands were replaced with some sort of moldy cord of vines. He forced a second glance at the twelve-foot monster stalking the open levels of the first floor. The colossal diseased corpse was too big to fit under the balcony, and now paced in front of a fortress of hay. It was more than enough to burn the mill to the ground. Don't you dare think about it, Sam said. We can start the fire from up here. This mold is damp. Hopefully some of that hay is dry. He stood alert, his rifle sight following his cunning eyes. Besides, I think you're right. The fungus is alive, and it feels the fire. Excruciating pressure flourished in his swirling thoughts with a rush of throbbing adrenaline. 
I've never killed one before, she admitted. She grabbed a fistful of his jean jacket and stared into his hazel eyes. I need you to keep me safe. Her trembling hands fumbled forward against his strong heartbeat. Don't worry. You stay up here where it's safe. I need to go down there and start the fire, he said. Remember, they're not like us. He held out an empty brown bottle and turned his gaze downward toward the beast with contorted limbs and deep-rooted toadstools. If they back me into a corner, use this to draw them away. We only get one chance. She took the old beer bottle from him. Hunter was fueled by the will to impress his grandfather. He had lasted this long. Of course, Abraham had kept him alive for the most part. Nevertheless, now he had his chance to shine. He bit his lower lip on the edge of courage in his awareness. Be safe. She kissed him on the cheek and hurried back toward the center rail of the balcony for a better view. God help us.